1: I'm excited about being back, you know, obviously a tremendous organization, Uh, Mike Brown, Katie and Troy and Duke, and uh, obviously a head coach that I know extremely well, so um, it's it's a good time, good time for me.
2: That is Hugh Jackson, I'm James Rapine, and welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I should have said future Bengals head coach, Huey, Huey's back, Huey's in town. Huey, Huey, Huey. I'm James Rapine. Thanks for tuning in today. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at on Bengals. Subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. Oh, Hugh's back. Sorry, I was out yesterday. I was out of town. But I'm back. And we're here. And we're going to preview Bengals-Ravens on tomorrow's show. You're still going to get five shows this week. It's just ones on Friday instead of Thursday. No worries there. Today, though, you're going to hear from Hugh Jackson. And that is where we will start. Because, by God, Hugh's back. With no real title. Oh, he's assistant to the head coach. Does that mean he's going to be shining Marvin Lewis' shoes? No. Does that mean he's going to be getting Marvin Lewis coffee? No. Apparently he's not going to be involved in the offense. No, Hugh Jackson is here to do what exactly? To help Marvin Lewis coach the team. To help Marvin Lewis as Marvin Lewis does what? Tries to fix a defense that is 31st in the NFL in scoring. Tries to fix a defense that quite honestly, I'm not sure it can be fixed. It has been awful this year. This defense has been dreadful. And this team desperately needed a shot in the arm, a burst of life, some energy, some hope. So what happens? Marvin Lewis tries to save the day. Marvin Lewis becomes the head man of the defense. You know what my biggest takeaway from the past week is? Yeah, of course. Bengals made a move. And I I get why. I understand outside looking in why they did what they did. That being said, I think there's some pressure on Marvin Lewis. And I asked Dave Lapp on that the other day, and, and I have kind of done some digging since. I think Marvin Lewis knows if he doesn't get to the playoffs, he could be gone. I think Marvin Lewis knows after a 4-1 and one start, if they fall on their face and the defense continues to struggle, he might be gone for the first time potentially in the Marvin Lewis era. He's looking at his job. He's looking at what he's got. He's looking at the roster and he's saying, We have more talent than a five and four football team or than a eight and eight football team or than a seven and nine football team. So he made some moves. I think that's, that's what it shows. It's a desperate move, by the way. Desperation is what this reeks. It, it, the, the moves they've made are, are desperate. Okay, our defensive coordinator is get him the hell up out of here. I'm taking over the play calling. We're bringing in Hugh Jackson to help me manage the game. We're going to write this ship right now. It might work, but it's desperate. It's back against the wall, nothing less and nothing else there to do. Part of that's because they didn't make a move at the deadline. Again, I like the aggressiveness. I like that they're doing something. Not sure if it'll work or not, but to me, the the interesting part about this is Marvin Lewis on the hot seat. Is Marvin Lewis? On the, that That is the thing that stands out most to me. If the answer is yes, then wouldn't he take over the defense? If the answer is yes, then wouldn't he bring in his guy, Hugh Jackson? If you're going to go down, you go down with your people, the people you trust, the people that you think can get the job done. There's no denying he feels that way about Hugh Jackson. There's no denying he feels that way about himself when it comes to defense. So if that is the case, we will get to see it starting Sunday against the Ravens. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Let's hear more from Hugh Jackson. He was available to the media yesterday. Unfortunately, I was out of town. I could not go. This is Hugh Jackson with members of the Cincinnati media yesterday. You heard his intro. That was the first thing he said. Let's continue with what else was said during his media availability yesterday. At Paul Brown Stadium,
1: whatever this organization needs me to do, whatever Marvin thinks I need to do to help him, to help him be the best version of himself, uh, to help whether it's offensively, defensively, special teams, I'll do whatever they need me to do.
3: So, uh, offensively included?
1: Well, no, it's not. I mean, I'm not going. It's anything's included. If Bill okay. wants to bounce an idea off of me, no doubt, you know. But anything I can do to help and assist this organization, I'll do. How
3: important is trust? and loyalty and the coaching staff. You, you and Marvin are like brothers. I mean, the trust and loyalty factor is off the charts. There.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it is. I mean, obviously, we've been through a lot of wars together, you know, but uh, I'm just thankful for the opportunity that he's bringing me back and giving me an opportunity to help him in a tough situation for himself. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can keep this thing going, get this, this organization back to where it needs to be. As a he's,
3: head coach, how tough is it? Call player. A lot of head coaches call offense. Right. But for a head coach to call defense, how tough is
1: that? I think it's tough. I think Marvin said it best. You know, sometimes you go back to get the defense together, and the game's still going on. You know, so hopefully I can assist him that way, be his eyes and ears a little bit, uh, take that pressure off of him, and be able to help him make those decisions when they need to be made.
3: Do you see yourself Monday through Saturday, maybe as uh, being a guy that can help with some of you know, administrative things like
1: he can't. Whatever he needs, you know he knows that. Whatever he needs, that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here to assist and help any way that I can.
3: The fact that you've game planned, they have four division games in the last seven. Game planned against the only one you haven't is the Bengals mm-hmm. yet. Uh, and the, the AFC West, you game planned against two of them. The only mm-hmm. one is Denver that you haven't game playing against. All of that knowledge and experience, how helpful could it be? I
1: think that's it can so. help. You know, obviously, I I know um, this division pretty well. Uh, But, again, I think the coaches here have done a great job. You know, they need to continue to uh, do the things that they've been doing, and if I can add to that in any way, I will.
2: Your background is on the offensive side. Uh How do you translate that to the
1: defensive side? You know, again, you just kind of see the game through a different lens. You know, obviously being on offense, you know what you were trying to do to attack the defense. So I can kind of – you know, give some pointers here and there to defensive coaches about what offensive teams are looking for. So that can help, which I think it does from time to time. But sometimes it can be overkill too. So I'm sure our coaches will take the most that they can. What will help them and what won't help them, they'll they'll leave out.
3: What was your timeline coming here to Cincinnati? When did when did, when did Coach Lewis call you and say, Hey, we want you we want you to come back?
1: Uh, just a couple of days ago. You know, he just uh, called and said, Hey, look, here's an opportunity for you to come back and assist and help me. I'd love for you to do it, and I. Jumped at the opportunity.
3: You did it earlier uh, when you were assisting in the secondary. You provided the offensive yeah, lens to, guess why I would attack what you're talking about mm-hmm. doing. I mean, it, it, it's been here before with you. Oh, so yeah. Obviously
1: feels comfortable feels like No it does it does it just being here feels comfortable to me these are like I said these are people that I know and respect um, I think they're some of the best at what they do I'm talking from top down uh, obviously you know the team uh, they will be first to tell you they didn't play as well as they wanted to last week uh, we got you know some huge games coming up starting this weekend and uh, we're looking to get get the uh, Football team back to where it needs to be. How excited are you to join a team that's uh, in playoff contention right now? <laughs> I'm very, <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> to enjoy a team that's in playoff contention, but more so than that, just just the Bengals. You know, there's probably not many other places I would have went and did this. I needed to be with somebody who I knew, an organization that I know real well, and people that I trust.
3: You're an assertive guy.
1: Huh? Oh, it's tough. They're still there, you know, so uh, we'll, we'll make the process work as we go through it. But again, you know, coming back here makes it all easier. You know, it was someplace else would be really different.
3: You're an assertive guy. How mindful do you have to be of not stepping on toes here?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm here to help, you know, I'm not here to nobody's job, you know, I'm here to help and assist, you know, I'm still going to be me. And I think everybody respects that, you know, I'm going to bring energy and have fun and and um, have a good time out of practice and do everything I can, but at the same time, I'm very mindful that you know I'm a I'm a helper here. That's what I am.
3: It seems like uh, if anybody would understand that based on what you just went through and fleeing with people that were uh, I don't know undermining your efforts, I would, I would say uh, <laughs> you, you would understand that kind of situation. When you that, that everybody's got a role in the stadium, oh, sort of
1: Absolutely. I mean, I've always conducted myself that way. You know, I respect the job that the other coaches are doing here. And I think, you know, again, as I said, if I can help them, I'm here to help. If they don't need the help. I get that too.
2: Look, if, if you're Hugh Jackson, you do whatever the Bengals want you to do. And I'll explain why coming up next. But first, a word from the place that you should be watching the game at Sunday. If you're not going to Baltimore, you need to go to the official brewery of the Locked on Bengals podcast and watch Bengals Ravens. Watch them re- rebound at Wiedemann's Brewery and Tap Room in downtown St. Bernard. It's four miles north on Vine Street, four miles from Fountain Square. Less, a 10-minute ride from downtown, and it is easy to get to from anywhere in the Tri-State, very centrally located. The Bengals will be on every single TV in the place. A fully equipped kitchen, cranking out burgers, wings, salads, so much there. The Ellery Burger, by the way, that's the double I've been telling you about. Try it. You won't regret it, and you can thank me later. And there's 42 beer taps, too. So, I mean, you're going to have a ton of beer. You'll have a ton of fun. Check out Wiedemann's this Sunday. And if you can't get there Sunday, or maybe you want to go Sunday, but you're wondering what else is going on, Friday at 6 p.m., they're going to be releasing their first locally brewed six-packs of their Wiedemann's Fine Beer. It's first once in 35 years that they're releasing, it starts at 6 o'clock, on Friday, and then stick around. They're gonna have Shale Renee, Cincinnati's own queen of the blues, and and she's gonna perform there. And it's it's gonna be awesome. I mean, they always have something at Wiedemann's. Think about it. Every time I, I've they, since they've become the official brewery of the podcast, I'm always talking about how they have performances or how they'll have games on, how they have specials, or they'll have boxing, or how they have it's the place to be. All right. It's the place to be. They have so much to do there and then Saturday well of course the UC Bearcats they take on Central Florida in Orlando if you're not going to Orlando Saturday night's a perfect time to watch the Bearcats hopefully dismantle Central Florida and the holidays kick off next week at Wiedemann with the night before Thanksgiving party on Wednesday they're going to have the interns and a Black Friday headline by the legendary Warsaw Falcons and Ricky Nye. Wiedemann is the official brewery of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'll see you there soon. I'm going to be there this weekend. Tweet me. Let me know when you're going to be there. Maybe we can meet up and have a cold one. Belgian Blondale is the one I'll be having. I'll see you this weekend at Wiedemann's.
0: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: I'm James Rapine and welcome back into the Locked On Bengals Podcast. On a Thursday, make sure you check out, like I said, the official brewery of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Wiedemann's is where it's at. Let's dive into this, though, because once upon a time, not that I feel like I've you know, made it to, or made my, my full potential or anything like that in this industry, in the radio business or in the sports media business, but once upon a time, I was an intern, as I'm sure a lot of you were, you know, especially these days, you almost have to intern somewhere to get your foot in the door, and then you can slowly work your way up. That would be my mindset if I was Hugh Jackson. Not to slowly work my way up, but but like there's been a lot of discussion and a lot of talk of how oh, is Hugh Jackson going to get in the way of Bill Lazor and how are they going to hit each other in the head and they're going to get mad at each other and there's going to be all these issues and stuff. I mean, psh, if that happens, Hugh Jackson's out of his damn mind. If I'm Hugh Jackson, I'm rolling into PBS with an intern mindset. He said it. Now, words are much easier said than done, but I would roll in with whatever you need, I can do. You want me to help with the offense? I'm Hugh. You'll want me to help with the defense? I can do that. you want me to help you, Marv, with game management? Despite my track record in Cleveland, I can do that too. Whatever you guys want, coffee, shine, doesn't matter. Go, Go to the buffet and get your breakfast, I got you. And here's why you do that if you're Hugh. Because you're not gunning to be the next offensive coordinator of the Bengals. You're not gunning to be the next running backs coach or tight ends coach or position coach or a special assistant. No, 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 no. You know what you're here to do? Prove that you're the same guy you were a couple of years ago when Mike Brown and Marvin Lewis were willing to offer you a succession plan to make you the next head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. You got to prove yourself again. And show them that you're the same guy. And they probably already believe that. But you got to show them. Because if you show them, you're going to get another shot. Hugh, if you show them, you're going to be the next head coach of the Bengals. And you're 11-44-1 as a head coach. And this is your only shot. This is the only place an NFL owner would give you a chance. This is the only one. And it could happen. But you got to handle Hugh. Period. You better be an intern. You better come to work with a blue-collar mindset. Everything that you said on those television shows when you went on the Hugh isn't at fault tour, it better be enough. Your ego better be stripped down to nothing because if you do things right now, you will be the next head coach of the Bengals. You will succeed Marvin Lewis. You will be the next guy. You'll be the guy in waiting, but you have to handle your business now. You have to show them that you're still the same guy. You have to show them, but you have to do it in an egoless way. That's been Hugh Jackson's problem all along. How many head coaches are stupid enough? Think about this. Stupid enough to get two opportunities to be a head coach and pick the dysfunctional Raiders and the dumpster fire Browns hugh jackson why because of ego and i'm one of hugh jackson's biggest fans biggest defenders in cincinnati but going from the raiders to the browns was downright stupid it was stupid i thought if anyone could save cleveland it was hugh jackson but it doesn't matter you went there and what happened you lost and you lost a lot, and then you lost more, and now you're a punchline in Cleveland. They are laughing at the Bengals right now. It's because of your ego it got in the way. You were getting interviewed by the 49ers and the Giants. You could have stayed here and been the offensive coordinator, but your ego said, no, I can do it. I can go up there and overcome. There's only 32 jobs. I know multiple people that told Hugh Jackson, do not take the job in Cleveland, that you will not be set up for success. Marvin Lewis told him not to take the job in Cleveland. He said, stay here, be my successor. Mike Brown said, we want you around. I'm not trying to rhyme here, and it's somehow happening. Hugh Jackson's ego, every step along the way, the thing that's gotten in his way, the thing that he's tripped over, the thing that's prevented him from the success he thinks he should have, is ego. Don't take bad jobs. Colin Cowherd always says this on his on his radio show. And it's something I try to live by. And I think it's something we should all try to live by. Don't chase money. Chase good management. I'll say it again. Don't chase the money. Chase good management. If you have good management and you're putting it in a position to succeed, guess what? You're probably going to have more success, which will lead to what? Money, money. You chase the money with bad management. (laughs) You know what? And I'm not saying money isn't important, but guess what happens? You fail and then it's on your resume. Hugh Jackson failed not once, but twice. The second time was historically bad three, 36, and one. Historically bad. And one out of those three seasons that I think he truly had enough talent to be somewhat of a success led him to two wins. Couldn't get along with the offensive coordinator. Ego. Hugh Jackson comes in here without an ego, if Hugh Jackson comes in here and is the, the coach that I think he is and is humbled a little bit by his experience in Cleveland, he's going to be the next head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. If I'm him, I sit down, I shut up, I do my job, I do whatever the hell I need to do, and I make sure that I show Mike and Marvin and everybody else inside that Bengals organization that one I can still coach. And two, I can put my ego and check it at the door. Because you don't think that Marvin Lewis knows Hugh has an ego, or Mike Brown knows Hugh has an ego, or Bill Lazor knows, or insert whatever coach you want to name. Who's to say Hugh, Hugh Jackson isn't the head coach of the Bengals at the end of this season? Marvin Lewis decides to walk away with a year left on his deal. If you're Hugh Jackson... There's zero, there should be zero concern about Bill Lazor. There should be zero concern about the offense. Do what's asked of you. Show you can still be a good head coach. Check your ego at the door. And if you do all of those things and you work your ass off, which I think he's going to work his tail off, you're going to be the next head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals and get a chance to prove yourself in a place that you've had success as a wide receivers coach, as a running backs coach, as a defensive assistant, as an offensive coordinator. You've had success here in all phases. Except head coach. You might get that chance if you check your ego at the door, Hugh. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Working on a guest or two for tomorrow. We'll see what we can do there. If you missed Dave Lapham on Tuesday, really good stuff. We'll be back at it tomorrow. I can't wait. Prediction Friday. We haven't had a podcast on a Friday in a while. Prediction Friday on tomorrow's podcast. Make sure you check out Wiedemann's Brewery. It's the official brewery of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I will be there. I'm hoping to be there Sunday. I don't want to go out and say it now, but the goal is is to go and watch the game there Sunday. I hope I can make that happen. I hope I see you there. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening. Back at it tomorrow. This has been the Locked On. Bengals Podcast.
0: Hey Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy.